How can God use a difficult situation to inspire generosity? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hero of the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for a special episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Aaron Armstrong, brand manager of The Gospel Project, and Brian Dembozik, our managing editor, isn't actually with me today because I'm presenting a conversation that I had recently with Todd McMitchin, who leads Lifeway Generosity. In this conversation, you'll hear how the gospel makes us generous, how God may be using our current circumstances to inspire us to a new kind of generosity, and how he might be calling us to become generous as churches in a whole new way. So I hope you enjoy the conversation and that you find it helpful as you lead others to live fully in the gospel. Todd, can you uh, give us a, uh, a quick view of what Lifeway Generosity is and what it's all about? Yeah, so just a little background. You know, I've been in ministry for over 30 years and I spent the first half of my ministry on church staff. I've been on uh, planted churches, been a bivocational pastor, rural church pastor, and, and mega church staff member. And uh, then for the second you know, half of that, since 2000, I've been full-time in the generosity movement and stra- helping churches kind of figure out generosity strategies. So then Lifeway asked me, could we take that 20 years of experience and could we put it in automated training sources for churches and create an all-in-one shop? And so we created LifewayGenerosity.com and it's got everything from, you know, the leading digital giving system in the country that really is important for a giver experience all the way down to sermons and small group curriculums and, you know, coaching on how to redo your budget process. So it's more visionary, more generous oriented than what we often experience. One of the things that uh, that we know is, is the Bible speaks a great deal about generosity um, in general. There is this very strong relationship between what we do with money and our relationship with money and our relationship with God. Um, but how does the gospel shape our views and our attitudes toward being generous? Yeah, so one of the first series we wrote a small group and sermons was actually called soul generosity. And it's built around the scriptures that say, you know, define God as being a really generous God. And we are all the great benefactor of that. So everyone knows this verse for God. So loved the world that he gave mm-hmm. that he gave. And then, you know, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think about the generous nature of God and how generous he is to us in every way you shape it from forgiving our sins to listening to our prayers, to listening to us confess that same sin again and again and again, and then to realize that we are created in his image, which means we have that generous DNA in us, that generosity is really about connecting to God and living out the Jesus life more than it is funding our church budgets, right? It really is. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that, that's the message we lean on. That's a big foundation for us. And one of the things that I, that I, that I love in that is, is that it, 
it goes so much it goes so much further than just talking about money in specific like generosity extends well beyond that um it's it's i mean it's a key part of it absolutely i mean you think about um you think about what uh i think it was luther who said that there were that there were three conversions there was uh there was the head, the heart, and then the wallet, right. and uh, and and so all of it goes together, um, and and that really is, and and that's how the kind of how the scriptures des- describe it too. That um, ultimately, in the end, um, the the gospel makes us makes us generous because of Christ's generosity and all toward um, this life of generosity that is sacrificial and joyful and um and consistent as well which oh, which is an incredible thing so i love that you guys are trying to trying to help equip the church to think thoughtfully carefully and biblically about this so that so that we can all live generously um so what does practicing generosity do to us as christians yeah so you know most church plays when it comes to generosity are what we call transactional Right, we're you know it's all we've known to do is to try to help people give as much money as they can because we have budgets and visions that need to be funded. And quite honestly, pastors don't like being put in that position. We call it transactional leadership, and we're trying to move pastors to understand you actually can lead with transformation. And so, when you think about what giving does to us, you know, you mentioned the gospel. I want to go all the way back to the Book of Genesis just for a second and give you an example. So one of the most encouraging things is the very first story in the Bible we have about the very first family doing something together was an act of generosity. It's Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. So you don't have to travel very far into the Bible to realize how old the practice of generosity is and how important it is to the individual and to the family for their faith. Mm-hmm. So like we can actually prioritize the offering, not based on what we need it in churches, but we can actually prioritize it based on what the human being needs, right? And so you think of that story and it's so packed full of amazing stuff. Like, you know, Abel got it right. Cain, Cain didn't get it right. And, that, and we tend to focus on the Cain side of things. So when you, when you read that story, God comes to Cain and he says, Cain, why are you discouraged? So even in that moment of generosity failure, God wants Cain to get it right and he wants to help him and says, just, just do what, you, what I told you to do, what I led mm-hmm. you to do. Now, Cain doesn't make that choice. So we look at that failure and, um, and, and that's what we focus on when it's really about the priority of the moment, the family being together, how important it was. God has a way for us to do it. It's really good for us to do it. Just think for a moment about how amazing it feels to give a meaningful gift to someone. Right. I mean, one of the best parts of Christmas is going shopping for somebody else and giving them that gift. So generosity actually feels good. And I'll mm-hmm. mention this and then we, we move on to the next question. There was a study done several years ago called the paradox of generosity. And they studied thousands of people who lived generously and those who didn't. And it would be everything from loaning a rake to a neighbor to donating blood to tithing to your church. And they, they sent video crews with them. They tracked them, surveyed with the whole nine yards. Here's the finding. Generous people were, had greater relational health, greater emotional health, lived with more life purpose, and grew more. 
So in every way, generosity helps us emotionally, spiritually, relationally. So just lay that over COVID-19. Like we, we really need to do this to help people before depression and anger and all these other things set in. Thinking about that, what are, uh, what are some practical steps that we can take right now um, to keep being generous and to pursue um, a generous lifestyle, even when we are, you know, becoming strangely comfortable with a term that didn't exist before right. uh, about three weeks ago, like social distancing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I went on a walk yesterday, which I'm doing quite frequently and always have, but you know, you'd got to do it now. And I went by a yard and they were having a party, a birthday party for a middle schooler. And it was, it was a great scene to see people together, but it was also a very odd scene because everyone was practicing social distancing. So the yeah. entire yard, everyone was five to 10 feet apart trying to interact. It almost felt like I was in an apocalyptic movie, you know, watching it happen. And so what I would, I would tell pastors, pastors have been consumed with one, figuring out what in the world are we even just doing? That's been their mode right now. Meanwhile, their people, they weren't thinking about that. They were trying to figure out what they were doing in their personal lives. But you know what? In our work environments, we're already learning of people who are having a hard time. In our neighborhoods, we're already learning of people who are having a hard time. Restaurants are turning their self outward immediately. You've been seeing, even seeing breweries now making hand sanitizer, right? And so people are living generously right now. And it is a generosity season. We are going to need every American to live generously to make it through this before, during, and after. And so I would encourage pastors to, to lean that direction, because mm-hmm. we're already trying to figure out who to help. The vulnerable, the lonely, the needy, the hurting, whoever. We're already mobilizing and the church needs to leapfrog to the front of that. So how are we trying to serve the church in this way? So a couple of things. Uh, you know, immediately I woke up uh, two Mondays ago and all I could see was how many small churches without technology teams, even without websites and how many church plants might actually be in danger three to four weeks from now. So we uh, turned our development team loose and they're actually creating online giving pages for churches that just need them, just Mm -hmm. need them. And it doesn't cost anything. And we do all the work. We actually sent them live. You don't even have to have a website. So we have a much more robust offer to, to help churches. But if, if churches want to learn more about how to do that, just go to lifewaygenerosity.com slash coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Then second thing is, is I've been live coaching multiple times a week in a Facebook group, just trying to help pastors navigate finances. They're getting plenty of help and doing an amazing job with shepherding their people and even learning this technology thing. But I've been really focused. How do you talk about the offering on Sunday? What do you do? How do you follow up? So there's a Facebook group that we've started called Church Giving and Stewardship. And if they will go there, every time I see a great idea, I just post it in there so another church can see it. And then I have a live coaching session multiple times a week. And we've talked about how do you talk about the offering? What do you do about benevolence? What happens when hard financial decisions are going to need to be made? So they can join that group. And then the third thing is, is we actually have digital downloadable curriculum. And we have a couple of series, uh, one's called Family Generosity. So families are actually discipling each other now more than ever because we're spending so much time together and they're looking for ways to serve. And so we have two series called Family Generosity and Serving Generosity. It's four sermons, four small group lessons, all delivered digitally uh, for 50% off. And that's at Lifeway, uh, let me see, lifeway.com 
slash generosity resources. And so what is your hope for churches and believers in this very strange, unprecedented season? Like God knew this was going to happen. So -hmm. when you think for just a moment that God said what our country needs right now is the church to do this. So he has something big. And we now reached a, a point where I'm trying to help Pastor C, when we come out of COVID, we need to be leading different churches than when we started. And so that's really the point to my, con- my content that I'm creating, you know, even right now, if we move past the reactionary mode, it's what the mission is going on. Like everything has stopped, but the community needs the church more than ever. And we may have just experienced the largest, highest attendance in church history ever in our country this past weekend with everybody going virtual and, and being online. So it is a great day for the kingdom and a great day for the church. And, and we need to go quick. Whatever God wants us to do, we need to go quick because, because the church will be different at the end of this. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Todd, is, uh, is there anything else that, that you'd like to share today? Well, I, I want to encourage pastors, um, you know, having watched lots of services online, just kind of some little technical skill set here in doing the offering would be one, make sure you don't put it at the end of your service. Cause if your feed drops or people don't stay all the way through, they're not going to get it and move it more into the middle into a prime time and settle into it. Right. I mean, it's okay to talk about this because people, like I said, are living generously and so when you have that offering time, I would just give a, four little, a few tips. One, make sure you tell a story about how the church is already living generously. Give them confidence that your church is doing something. Two, don't be afraid to give a financial report. So you can say, hey, look, you know, obviously when we approved our budget last year, no one saw this coming. And so our budget is now the COVID fund immediately, right? So every resource we have is being turned into ministry dollars because that just enc- encourages people to say, you know, if you're being asked how to live generously, then live it through the church because we are action oriented. And then third thing is give them one simple step. Like there are probably five to six different ways you'll collect your offering during this season. But when you only have a little time and it's virtual, give them one very simple step. Go to pleasantgrovechurch.com slash give and then have your information there very, very succinctly to help them. Mm-hmm. So that'd be just kind of a tip having watched a lot of virtual services this weekend. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, Todd, thank you so much for for what you're doing, what you have shared, your your heart for the church and uh, your, your desire to see every believer live um, as fully generously as uh, God has intended us to be. Thank you very much for the opportunity and anything we can do to help churches. Just let us know, Aaron. Thanks for listening to this very special episode of The Hero of the Story. If you enjoyed it, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com. 